everybody. Welcome to Bamcast Extra. It's episode 142. Numbers and stuff. Yep. They are numbers. Mm-hmm. And I am Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And we're back. And speaking of numbers, mm-hmm. we watched a movie that has characters that are referred to by numbers. All right. Uh, it's Rocktober. Mm-hmm. So we watched the very rock light <laughs> film. Uh, 2008's Get Smart. Would you say it's like a pebble? Sure. It's like a light rock. Light rock. This is also when uh, the, the rocks had stopped working out mm. and it was just going to be tall, lanky man. Okay. There was that brief time where he was not swole. He's he's, he's kind of swole. I mean, he's a big dude, but yeah. he's not, you know, the rock eating a million pancakes and stuff like the rock is now. Oh, okay. He he swole down and now he's he swole back up. Okay. But... Uh, Stop saying swole. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> you can't say the rock and not say swole. Uh, but yeah, he is not the star of Get Smart. He is a supporting character mm-hmm. and pretty much is only in the opening and end, really. There's there's a few scenes sprinkled in, but he just don't come into this thinking you're going to get a rock movie. Right. It's not the rock movie. Not really. He's just here to help. Mm-hmm. So. so I had never seen this. Okay. And you said you had, I had yes. didn't remember much about it. I, I saw it when it came out. Um, yeah, I didn't remember any of this. Okay. So, uh, I certainly didn't remember the cast. Yeah, the cast is kind of crazy. Because as the cast scrolls by, you're like, good lord, what the hell? They pulled out all the stops for Get Smart. Yeah, apparently they did. Um, so yeah, Steve Carell is Maxwell Smart, mm-hmm. Agent 86. Mm-hmm. Anne Hathaway, Agent 99. Yep. Um, of course, The Rock, Agent 23. Yes, of Alan, Alan Arkins, the, the chief. He's the chief. <laughs> uh, and then Terrence Stamps the bad guy. He is, yeah. Um, who else? Uh, uh, James Caan is yeah. the president of the United States, right? Terry, AKA Terry Terry Crews is in this. He is, yeah. Uh, David Keckner, sure. Who was in everything? Sure. Uh, <laughs> you just feed him, and he will show up and be in your movie. <laughs> yeah. And there's some lesser known, or not lesser known, but lesser roles. Just people that pop up, and you're like, why were you in this? Yeah. Like Bill Murray shows up for a scene just for kind of no reason. Yeah, just for fun, I guess. Yeah, he probably just stormed the set. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like he does with <laughs> graduation parties and all the dumb things that he does. Hmm. He was probably just there, and they're like, I don't know, film it. Yeah, <laughs> he was just in the tree when they showed up to film. <laughs> he was like, Hey, yeah. Bill Murray in a tree Bill over Murray's here. In a tree over here. You want to shoot this? Yeah. Why okay. Not? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Warburton's in this uh-huh. for a hot minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Warburton. He's in this. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, the great Kali is in this. <laughs> uh, who the end credits uh, tells us he appears courtesy of WWE. Oh, okay. They get their own credit for allowing him to appear in the film. I see. Yeah. So, uh. Yeah, this is uh, a big budget movie version of the classic 60s television show. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't worry, you will get all the references you want to the Get Smart television show. Um, they had to put them in there. Mm-hmm. All of them are not good. <laughs> Generally speaking, yeah. Like whenever one comes up, you're like, yeah, all right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess they can't, they couldn't do it without doing it, but... Yeah, they're here if you want them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, this is... So, yes, it's based on the television show, but because then a ton of movies came out that were similar to that, it just feels like 
a bunch of those movies. It feels like it's it's your it's your Pink Panther, it's your undercover brother, it's your Austin Powers. It's guy is not very smart, but also is smart, literally mm-hmm. uh, in this one. But uh, um, but that's just what it is. It's kind of like a bumbling guy who knows certain things, but is also kind of a goof. Yeah, I mean he's more competent than a lot of people in these like you know bumbling spy movies, right? Because he's pretty good he just sometimes screws up like i feel like what i remember of get smart it was just constant he he was never good at anything no he wasn't the crux of that show was that agent 99 did all the work right. and he was just popped up at the end to be like yeah i did that man you mm-hmm. know <laughs> um this actually gives him a decent explanation in that he's a very good analyst for this agency um but desperately wants to be a field agent mm-hmm. um so he's real good at stuff, but just and and even like his field test or whatever, he's good at that, too. It's just no one's taking him seriously. Right. Because well, uh, he's not a giant jack dude like everyone else. Right. You know, six, yeah, like six, Kickner. four. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I mean, everyone's at least tall, you know. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I'm... Yeah. It's a, it's a tough one to talk about because it's such a I mean, comedies are a hard thing for us to cover because it's like, what are we going to do? Retell the joke? Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, it's so it's one of those movies where you're here for the jokes, but they have to tell a story. The story in no way, in any way, shape or form matters. Uh, for the most part, they're not even bothering with details of the story. Like, because at one point he comes back to work and work has been obliterated by the other side. Mm-hmm. But there's like, there's no anything with that. It never, it never explains why that happened no. or anything like that. It's just, just that it happened. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the crux of the movie is that Siegfried, who's a, uh, um, Terrence stamp uh-huh. works for chaos, the evil organization. Right. And they are attempting to build bombs, nukes, because that's what bad guys do. Yes. Um, and they're going to nuke Los Angeles while the president's there. Yes. Specifically targeting where the president is. Uh-huh. And Steve Carell, since he's good at chatter, is putting this all together and everyone's like, no, like, that's, <laughs> that's a stretch. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as you said, like the, the, their agency, you know, he, he's, he's an analyst. He's doing his field test. He passes the field test, but the chief is still like, no, you're, you're my best analyst. I still need you here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he comes back one day and places destroyed, which is really just the catalyst for, well, all their, all their covers are, are blown. So we got to make you an agent now. And agent 99 is fine. Cause she recently had plastic surgery. She doesn't changed her face, changed her face <laughs> which that's a constant running joke of that. You know, she went from hot to hot <laughs> yeah. pretty much, you know, yeah. and all that stuff. Because uh, Steve Carell used to be fat, mm-hmm. and yep. they don't they don't overdo like scenes with him in a fat suit, but they will cut to it every once in a while, right? Of like, look, he used to be fat, and now he's not. Yeah, but yeah, The Rock's like Agent Twenty Three, and he's the hot shit. Like he's, <laughs> you know, yeah, all that, and so yeah, they have to go out on a mission because that's what they have to do now, and yeah, they really just kind of stumble into it, like they, they go. They they they, go, they they're, they're like well we know things are happening near Moscow let's go to this one restaurant because this is where criminals hang out mm-hmm. I found this out about the chatter because I listened to chatter yeah and they just follow a guy home basically and are like well here's the lead guy yeah here's the guy let's the, follow the him second in command guy who's doing a thing to do a thing so mm-hmm. we'll do hijinks here for a little bit and then 
wherever the day takes us, basically. Kind of, yeah. They don't uh, really have much of a plan. It's just they, they keep sort of quasi-stumbling into mm-hmm. furthering their leads. Yep. It, I mean, it's just one of the, the... The script is putting them where they need to be. It, it's never any kind of... They have done a, an amazing thing to get there. It's. Uh, I, I guess it's just notable that they, they film in Moscow at, at certain points. Yeah. You know? If if that's your thing, if if you <laughs> if you're into that, uh, yeah, it's I a suppose. thing. Um, but yeah, I mean they they track this guy down. They blow up this bakery, which they think is a bomb place, and then they go and investigate. Well, they're making yellow cake uranium, yeah, and also yellow okay. cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know that basically they go and do forensics on the place after it blows up and they're like we didn't find anything this this was a, just a bakery simple simple well, Dutch bakery well specifically the rock goes to right. do forensics yeah and uh, nope sorry you you screwed up you're the double agent maxwell smart mm-hmm. so they lock him up and he has to escape and then eventually like gets free and is like look i wasn't making this up like why would i come here if i was making it up and they all kind of agree they're like yeah you wouldn't come here right if you know, you were a double agent so therefore, it's probably the Rock. Well, they eventually, they eventually get to that, but first they go to Los Angeles and like all you know, fight with all the other government agencies who are like, "You're crazy. We swept the place. This place is fine." Mm-hmm. And yeah, but yes, the Rock's the bad guy. He's the double agent. Yeah, mm-hmm. that didn't see that coming. No, no. Okay. I mean, but yeah. Then they fight the Rock, and then they win. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm I'm summarizing the plot. The plot's pretty simple. That's it. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And. Steve Carell befriends the great Kali along the way, which kind of turns him, and that's how they dispatch Terrence Stamp, because he just keeps making fun of this dude's wife. Yeah. And eventually he just punches him through a car and off the bridge. He punches him <laughs> off a bridge. Yeah. Yeah, Terrence Stamp is barely in this. He doesn't have anything to do, and it's weird because he shows up early, and then like an hour goes by mm-hmm. without any Terrence Stamp, and you're like, why, why was he in this? Um, yeah, I, that's the weird thing. So... It feels like this movie's a big waste with all of its supporting cast. Mm-hmm. I mean, except for Alan Arkin. Alan, Alan Arkin's kind of great because yeah. he's just kind of a matter-of-fact chief and also prone to violence. That's another weird thing where it's just like... Oh, yeah, he the, will kill you if he well, wants to. Well, well, I mean, it's just like these grown men are like constantly fighting, you know, like children. Mm-hmm. And it's just... It kind of retains that Mel Brooks like farce yeah. aspect of this. But then most of the movie plays it straight. It's just like people are acting like buffoons in places they probably shouldn't be. Besides just, you know, Max Maxwell Smart. Right. Um, so it's kind of weird. But then the interaction and the jokes between Steve Carell and Anne Hathaway are actually pretty good. Yes. Like when they, when they, it, it's like when all the rest of the cast comes in, it's like they almost try to play it like a straight movie. And when they're just off like doing things by themselves, that's when the true, I think, good comedy kicks in. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it's it's weird because it's just the movie is more cohesive when it's just the two of them on screen. Yeah. It. Yes. I mean. Yeah. yeah. It, sure. <laughs> I mean that's why I feel is I feel like most of the jokes in this are actually pretty good when it's involving them. Uh, yeah, I would say I like overall if I was taking a jokometer mm-hmm. <laughs> count, I would say three fourths of the totality of jokes in this film probably work. Yeah. I mean there's um, other stuff that's good. Like there's there's a point where because all the field agents now are exposed, they have to be the office staff and they're incompetent at that. Um 
but I, I just like that there's one bit where the the rock is just dressing down David Koechner and just because like, he jammed the copier. Yeah, he jammed the copier, so he grabs a piece of paper and staples it to his head, <laughs> to his face, basically. Like, Unjam this. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. There's just there's little things with the other people that are still pretty good. I just feel that like the the comedy works best when they distill it down to Steve Carell and yeah. Anne Hathaway because like their their banter and the way they're playing off each other is really good. Yeah, I I mean like for example like. They don't give Terry Crews anything to do with no, this. No. Like j- he is just there to be jacked, mm-hmm. and that's it. Like he d- he does not. I don't think the world realized that no. Terry Crews was an awesome comedic actor at this point. Yeah, you know, because like you know, you see his name pop up, and you're like, oh hell yeah, this is gonna be mm-hmm. one of those like he's gonna steal this movie, mm-hmm. and it's no, he's, not really. Yeah, um, but I mean, look, this is a Steve Carell movie. Mm-hmm. It's just this is a vehicle for him to do because he's kind of. In a way, his office character just not as oblivious to everything. Yeah, he uh, still has some good Steve Carellisms though, where he will just enunciate a thing and make it funnier. Yeah. Um, I, I still think one of the one of the better ones is when he's he calls a meeting to you know for, to talk about his two hundred page uh, distilling of uh, chatter. chatter and whatnot, <laughs> and he has this whole theory about too high up people in chaos sitting down to have muffins and whatnot he's like why would they rescue you all those cards <laughs> just the way he reads it, that yep. line is pretty good he's also got a thing he's wearing a, a radio on his molar mm-hmm. and he's talking to 99 as Siegfried is basically leading him into the the uranium factory and he's just saying everything back in this you expect him to say everything back suspiciously, but he says it like he just keeps going up at the end. Like, we're going into the factory. <laughs> it's like everyone's looking at him like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, because he's got one of those like jawbone tech things, so yeah. it doesn't hear anything outside of his own mouth. So he has to repeat back everything. But it's it's just a, a running joke where it's he says the the information louder than normal speech yeah. for some reason. <laughs> and, and I think like the one physical gag that really killed me is in this scene where he's left in a room with a henchman who's going to kill him and he's like ah but you forgot the element of surprise and he picks up a phone receiver to fling at the guy and the cord doesn't make it all the way and it just whips back towards him he's just like well shit yeah (laughs) some there's some good like there's some good physical gags in this there's some really good lines of dialogue um it more often than not it works there are just large stretches of we have to tell a story and it's it's usually in those moments where you're just like, I don't care. I have no idea what you're doing. I don't care. Yeah, it's it's always strange to me when people go exceed their grasp. Well, not exceed their grasp, but like they shoot for more than they need to in a movie like yeah. this. Like there's an extended skydiving sequence, and it's like y'all really didn't need to do this. Yeah, it's like for this movie. You guys saw Moonraker, and you were like, let's yeah. do that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like nobody cares. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good. Yeah, it's fine. And there's some there's some car stunts towards the end that are pretty good. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what do you do in movie? Yeah, you don't need to do yeah. this. Um, you're just like, it's it's strange when you, you watch a movie and you're like, well, that's just a crazy use of budget for no reason, like in, and not necessary in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like I say that. And then at the same time, I feel like some of these comedies as of late that have this strange tendency to actually film the action well. Mm hmm. You know, I I then am okay with like Game Night and The Spy Who Loved or Dumped Me or whatever. Yeah. It's like you know these things are like there's no reason for you to make this as good as you did on the action, but yet it's entertaining. I think Central Intelligence also yeah. is, is one of those where it's like, wow, you're actually getting me into the dumb plot of your stupid comedy. Right. Good job. I'm glad someone turned the corner and was like, hey, what if we made the story in these things good too? Yeah. Because 
you know, I mean, name the plot of any of these. Mm-hmm. It's always just whoever the dumb organization is against the dumb hero is trying to blow up the world. I mean, all right. the Austin Powers are like that. I mean, granted, the Pink Panther movies were like heist movies. Mm-hmm. They were kind of silly, but, you know, you, you get to Austin Powers, you get to Undercover Brother, you get to all that stuff. And it's just, yeah, OK, some other organization with a dumb acronym name is doing a thing. Yeah. I mean, this one's not as good as they got later at, at doing the action things. It just seems that they have these unne- unnecessary action sequences that it's just like, wow, you're just jacking up the budget at this point. It's like, yeah, we want to wreck some shit. It's like, well, okay. If, if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Uh, there are surprising, a surprising number of almost nine 11 jokes in this movie. Uh, like some, some stuff on the plane where he tries to, he's trying to get cum off his shoe. Right. And you know, everyone's like, Oh, he's got a light. He's, you know, he's a shoe bomber. Well, he's, yeah. He's, scr- he's scraping gum off his shoe with a match. Right. <laughs> And then he says it's gone. They're like, you have a gun? And then the air marshal tries to kill him. Mm-hmm. And I swear at the end, like when Alan Arkin was flying the plane, he's like, I'll go stop the, the orchestra. I'm like, yeah, you're flying a plane. What the hell are you about to do here? But he just lands it in front of the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a weird one to talk about because it's like the jokes work, but we can't really retell them yeah. in, the, in the situation that makes it work at all. It's um, also su- from such a dumb, innocent time where it was just like, hey, remember George Bush? Remember he's stupid? Th- James Caan is him, basically. Mm-hmm. Ha ha. He's not cultured and he he's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that fun? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I guess so, yeah. It's just a totally different time of just the president's kind of dumb and simple and mm-hmm. a hillbilly. <laughs> Neato. Uh... So, <clears throat> did you like uh, did you like those Bruce and Lloyd characters, Mm-mm. the the sidekicks, the the guy from Heroes and the guy from Studio sixty? Nah, because they have their own movie. Really? Yeah, like a whole movie. Yeah. Why? Uh, I, I I've never seen it. I think it's what they're doing during the events of this movie. Okay. But yeah, there's a whole movie with starring those two characters. Huh. Are, are you excited about that? I'm. I'm all right, but you're saying that like we're gonna watch it. I don't want to. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, you just—I've never wanted. It, to. it sounded like a threatening thing. Like, hey, what do you think? No, huh? I, I'm like, just letting you know. I'm okay. letting you know that it exists. That's, that's fine. That I know. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's uh, good enough. That yeah. I know. It came out the same year. Huh. Like, I was this like a bonus DVD thing or something, or like? No, they made you pay for it. <laughs> really? It was a whole separate. Like, they was it in theaters or was it? Just, oh no, no it was okay. straight to DVD. Okay, but uh, you know, to get you to get you pumped. Huh. I'm I'm all right. Patrick Warburton's in it. <laughs> oh well. All right, you might have me back in now. Okay. Yeah, Patrick Warburton and uh, Larry Miller. They managed to grab out of that one cameo role. Huh. Put him in here. Um, I uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's only an hour and twelve minutes, so I could probably watch it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, if, if maybe I that's to. why they brought in Patrick Warburton at the end of this. Is like, hey guys, are you ready for this Bruce and Lloyd movie, also <laughs> featuring Patrick Warburton? <laughs> Get I ready. Mean, I could. Probably watch it. I can watch just about anything. All right. Yeah, but we'll do that when it's not Rocktober. Okay. I'm just letting you know it exists. Great. And, you know, maybe slightly prepare yourself. Great. Yeah. Oh, 72 minutes is probably 
Uh-huh. Yeah. It's also PG-13, which means there might be some violence. <laughs> oh. Or someone says an F word. Won't that be exciting? So exciting. Yeah. It's only because of the Patrick Warburton that I'll watch it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. I'll watch it. Yeah. Yeah, when he showed up, we were both like, ah. Hey. <laughs> Look. It's Patrick Warburton. He's in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's a robot. He's a robot. Patrick Warburton. <laughs> yep. There it is. Yep. But yeah, I don't know. It gets smart. It's... It's fine. It's okay. Yeah, it's, you know, as comedies go, you could do worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know. It's not much of an episode because we're just kind of like, yeah, we watched the thing and it it's a thing. It is. It's It sure is. I mean, I got to say, it's better than some of the other, like, take an old property, you know, TV show and adapt it into a movie. Yes. Like, I mean, some of these, I, I mean, I, I feel like I'd be calling them out, but it's only because it's just like... Well, that's a that's a thing everybody forgot about, like Green Hornet, or Ooh. you know what I mean. It's like these things aren't necessarily bad. It's just like ah, we forgot about that. <laughs> that I, that happened. I, I think people have forgotten about Get Smart. I Probably, mean, it's, yeah. You know, I mean, like every for once God's in a while, sakes, it's on Netflix, yeah. so of course it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, The Man from Uncle is better than it should be. Yeah, but you know, yeah. it's a lot of these things are just like yeah, we made a movie because it's a lot easier to adapt an old story, but. As I, as we were watching this, you were like, you know, I watched a lot of Get Smart as a kid, and I was like, I watched a fair amount too, but I also watched a lot of the Avengers, not Marvel's the Avengers, but as in Emma Peel and John Steed mm-hmm. Avengers, and I saw that movie and was like, hmm, do not want. That movie is still hot trash. Yeah. I've gone back to it and just been like, it's like, you know what? That teddy bear meeting is pretty good, <laughs> <laughs> but man, the rest of it is so bad. Yeah. And and it's and it's it's even worse because it's like directly trying to redo scenes from the shows. Yeah. And it's like, but it's just bad somehow. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. The Avengers, the show was kind of goofy, but it was like, it was charming. There was, there was a thing like shows don't the shows and movies don't look like that anymore. Right. You know. Yeah. I mean, you know, like the show is like got this retro pastiche, like Danger Diabolique or something. You know, it's like, wow, this is cool looking. It's like, this is like what they were aping when they were making beastie boys videos like this is the style that we we don't have anymore mm-hmm. but yeah it's it's just strange because y- you think like you think about the mission impossible movies mm-hmm. like there was a show that was a serious show but it was kind of goofy and then you think about those movies and you're like wow those are whether how you feel about the first couple of them mm-hmm. as they have gone on those are ridiculously impressive action movies. Oh, and yeah. that is a franchise that has justified itself. I think the, the 21 jump street movies are so goddamn funny that it's like, okay, you have justified your existence by sticking to what you want to do, which is to be jokey, which is not something the television was specifically right. The television show specifically was, um, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, they made a Starsky and Hutch movie. Like, does anyone fucking remember that except for the one the do it the thing? Do it thing? Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's it. That's, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally the only thing anyone remembers from that. You know, we're on our second reboot of Charlie's Angels here coming out yep, in a couple true. months. Yeah. yeah. There's there's an Adams Family movie out right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was that A-Team movie where it was like, hey, they made an A-Team movie. <laughs> Which I really liked and I wish they would have done more of, but then <laughs> it just didn't happen. Yeah. Movie's fun. Yeah, it is fun. <laughs> um, but the, see, that was like almost all the ones you name that are good. Yeah, are because they had somebody like driving it. Right. Like like Joe Carnahan made that A team movie, and mm-hmm. it's like that's a better action director than a than a 
spinoff whatever homage movie usually gets. Right. You know, so there, yeah. there were weird things like that where it was just like, what if we actually throw a real director or writer behind this and see what happens if we try to make it good? Yeah, because this and, is... And usually that's, that's, I mean, that's the fickle movie going public is that they'll make a good one and nobody cares still. Right. Like, I mean, I, I think the 18 movies fun and it is fun. And then it's just, it's like I said, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, but the world was still like, ah, that's going to be awful. I'm not going to see it. Oh yeah. As soon as it was announced, people were like, fuck that thing forever. Yeah. Um, I, I think people, you know, if you go back now, it's like, oh, it's Bradley Cooper is as <laughs> Dirk Benedict. That's, <laughs> that's good. Let's do that. But <laughs> at the time, no one gave a shit. Mm-hmm. Um, cause yeah, Get Smart is directed by Peter Seagal, who is basically, made a bunch of Adam Sandler movies and the worst naked gun movie. So, uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, he directed Tommy boy. So I give him immense credit for that, but yeah. Uh, his filmography is like, yeah, longest yard, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, the, the second nutty professor movie was <laughs> like, Hey, let's just double down on all the clumps. Yeah. People love them. Clumps. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's fine. Sure. I guess we do. We rate them. We rate them in this, don't we? Y- yes, we do. We I can't. Them. I couldn't remember if we rated the the extra movies for we, half a second. <laughs> I mean, we've only done a whole 140 of these episodes. It's so. The 142nd ranking that we will perform. Fine. fine. <laughs> Actually, more than that because we were doing two movies for, for one show there well, for a while. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, why don't you give it a rating? Okay. <laughs> um. Three jocks. It works much better than it should. Are you asking the audience? I am. <laughs> I'm going to phone a friend. Okay. No, I have three jocks. It's, okay. It's better than it should be. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 considerably better than it should be. Now, yep. will I remember it in a month or two? Not not much. Nah. I mean, I don't it's know. Fine. Yeah. It's on Netflix. I could hear. I could hear his line read about carbs if I'm ordering a muffin or something. You know, sometime like, <laughs> why aren't you concerned about carbs? <laughs> you know, just, yeah. Yeah, uh, I agree. Three jocks. It's yeah. it's totally fine. It's fun. It's, mm-hmm. it's entertaining. There will be moments where you just sit in silence and go, mm-hmm, yeah, but there's an extended dance number where it's just like, I don't know if I need this. Like, what do you guys, this, this competitive angry dancing? Because immediately his character is, for some reason, jealous of her. Like, oh, you like that guy and you touched him and stuff. And it's just like, chill the fuck out guy like I, I know you're supposed to end up with her because that's if you've seen it get smart you know but mm-hmm. it's like you've got this pre-jealousy programmed in where it's like what are you doing he does have that good bit where he's talking to the dog in the, the pet store mm-hmm. and she crashes into him and then another guy <laughs> runs him over and he's like am I invisible yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I mean there, there's there's things that like I think if I were to try and describe them you know with you not seeing the movie you would be like, well, that sounds awful, but they're actually not bad bits. Like the whole thing where he's he's tie wrapped in the airplane bathroom, <laughs> trying to shoot it with a mini crossbow that's on a Swiss Army knife. That sounds terrible, but Steve Carell's playing it pretty well, like better than it should be. Like, <laughs> like, a, like another thing that's in the trivia, and I did, I didn't mind too far down the IMDb trivia, but like uh-huh. apparently, like this was they tried to get this made like ten years before this, uh-huh. and Jim Carrey was wanting to do Maxwell's part. Sure. Like that would have been bad. Like yeah. that scene done by Jim Carrey. And don't get me wrong, I think Jim Carrey is is a great physical comedian a lot of times, but he would be over hamming that. Where I feel like Steve Carell is playing it just close enough to the vest that it works. Like his his brand of physical comedy is more incredulous yeah. than Jim Carrey. That's just like 
he would just be screaming like his, yeah. his the camera would be going down Jim Carrey's throat right, as he's right. screaming at getting hit with a crossbow exactly. over and over again. Yeah, so I mean, it's like I, I just feel Steve like Steve Carell is just going ah ball sack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It's it's sort of that like it's sort of like that that forty year old virgin Steve Carell where it's just like I realize this. The situation and what I'm allowing to happen is ridiculous, and I will occasionally call it out. That kind of like right. in- incredulousness, yeah. incredulousness. Sure, sure, we'll go with that. Yeah, it's that MTV show. In- in- incredulity, diddly d. Incredulity, Italy. Yeah, that's what I would think I was saying. Yeah, <laughs> that's another like dumb bit that works better than it should in this movie. Is like. <laughs> Alan Arkin unable to say this one Russian guy's name. <laughs> I'm just trying to correct him until eventually he's saying it wrong too. Yeah. I don't know why that's. It's just funny. I'm pretty sure that's an extended bit bit in the outtakes where they are all just laughing at him <laughs> and and apologizing profusely, just completely apologizing to Alan Arkin. Just be like, "We're so sorry. We're wasting your time <laughs> by laughing at this dumb bullshit." Um, and he's like, "Oh, that's all right. Go ahead." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like Alan Arkin like lightened up a couple years ago, like around Little Miss Sunshine. Oh like, yeah, like it's sort of like Alan Arkin's on board with dumb bullshit. Whereas I feel like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross era Alan Arkin would be like, <laughs> "Fuck you, I'm done. Like you're unprofessional sons of bitches." <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah, and, and that's also the best Alan Arkin impression I will ever do. Yeah, I mean Alan Arkin's seen some shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But yes, I think at some point he was just like, "Yeah, whatever, go with anything." <laughs> Because, like, you know, he and Steve Carell kind of became like a team there for a while because wasn't he in the incredible Burt Wonderstone or whatever the oh, hell that oh, thing yeah, is? Yeah, I think he is, yeah. <laughs> doing a dumb magician thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. anyway. Yeah, like I said, this is this is better and it deserves to be. It's no classic by any means. Like, no. I, don't, I don't know if I'll... I'll watch it again sometime in my life, probably. Just, yeah, just sure, probably. It'll, it'll come up in, in something and be like, yeah, right, I remember that being kind of funny. Yeah. And I'll probably re-laugh at a couple jokes I forgot. That's mm-hmm. that's It's that kind of movie where... You can revisit every five years and be like, oh, yeah, that was actually pretty funny. That's what I did. <laughs> I'd seen this before and uh, didn't remember a single joke. Yeah. There so, you go. Yeah. Good time. All right. Well, I'm done trying to stretch this out to be something. Longer. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, it's only a dollar. What do you want? <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> we never promised you any sort of. Holy like- <laughs> shit. I was I was not getting defensive like that. I just. I was trying to give some content, but I, I'm realizing I'm just I'm looping around. I'm just saying, if you want like, longer, fuck you. <laughs> it's it's a dollar. Christ, I mean Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, what do you want from us? You can have this or a shitty hamburger at McDonald's. <laughs> you want us to break down fucking storyboards yeah. for get smart? <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> wow. All right. Okay. Anyway, if yeah. you want to give us money. <laughs> For more of this quality harumphing of you, the audience, <laughs> go to patreon.com slash bmfcast. Uh, you can, hey, only a dollar gets you this show. Uh-huh. And then more than that, we'll get you more shows. Yeah. Plus, you're paying a poll tax, which lets you enter into our daily poll. Yep. You pay to vote. Yeah. Which is the only way to do it. Yeah. That's really, it's, ain't that America. <laughs> uh, but hey, I, I was surprised this one won. Yeah, and I'm I am continually surprised at one movie that can, just gets fucking trounced every week in the in the rock poll. There, there's one movie where no one wants us to watch it. Why don't you share which one that is? Gridiron Gang. Oh, really? No one gives a fuck. I, I, I gotta be honest. I don't really give a fuck about that one. I don't even know what it's about. It just sounds like nah. I don't want to watch that. It, it's a teen. He's got he's got to go to a uh, 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 prison for teens and teach them how to play football. Yeah, this doesn't sound like fun. No, it's great. I don't know. He's that's... he's gonna whip them. He's got to yeah. reach these kids. How can you reach these kids? Yeah, 
<laughs> it's got exhibit in it. Yeah. How can he make these kids smell what he's cooking? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That got one vote. <laughs> mm. Well, you know. But maybe, anyway. Maybe that should tell you something then. No, it's got to stay. Okay. Um, we're, we're running low. Oh, are we? Yeah. Okay. As, as Rocktober continues. I think we have enough rock movies we haven't seen. Oh, yeah. Plenty. Uh, we're I, fine. Yeah. We're going to get there. Um, so anyway, thank you guys for, for choosing this one. Thank you for choosing whatever you chose. And maybe next week we'll get to that if we didn't get to it this week. So uh, next week we'll be back with another Rocktober rock movie mm-hmm. featuring the rock. Nonstop rock block. Yeah. Of nonstop rocks blocking. Uh-huh. Rock blocking block stop <laughs> stop talking <laughs> yes yeah, stop talking okay i'm chuck and i'm harlow and this is bamcast extra out <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>